the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 40 KYCR Golden Valley, your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show. Live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Three people are dead after a truck bomb caused a collapse of a section of bridge linking Russia and ex-Crimea with Russia. The blast severed a key supply artery for Russia's faltering war efforts in southern Ukraine. Russian authorities said the truck bomb caused seven railway cars carrying fuel to catch fire. The result, they said, was a partial collapse of two sections of the bridge. A spokesperson for Crimea's Russian-backed regional parliament accused Ukraine of the attack. Russian authorities, however, did not blame anyone so far. This correspondent Karen Chamis reporting. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas says Democrats have been waging a war against fossil fuels, one he calls a death by a thousand cuts. Cutting in leases and cutting permitting or not allowing the kind of uh, construction we need for new refineries. Senator Cotton told the Salem Radio Network Democrats have sought to raise gas prices as part of an effort to transition toward clean energy. This is SRN News. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440, sunny autumn day for you. Uh, my office, I've mentioned this frequently because it's an awesome office, I have to tell you. I get to overlook the Mississippi River. There's a park across the street and I face mostly to the east uh, and slightly, 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 ever so slightly southeast. Um, and, um, and... There's a this time of the year the sun will bounce off the uh, off the uh, river and into the office and it just lights it up completely, uh, brilliantly and uh, this is like that weekend where it's just perfect. The colors are fascinating and 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 fun to look at. Um, everything around here just has turned uh, beautiful autumn. Uh, just at the right moment. I hope you're having a great day. I am as well. This is Job Saturday, of course. Oh, they took our job! And it means that uh, we're going to be working through the uh, jobs report and the impact of the jobs report uh, in, uh, the next, uh, in, the, in the next hour. We're going to replay the uh, John Phelan uh, uh, interview from last week in the second hour as I have to leave early to go speak to, uh, to a group of uh, economics teachers in, in area high schools. Um, in uh, during the uh, second hour, so I need to leave a little early, and so we're going to give you the replay of that. That's uh, you know, that comes with the job. Um, in case you're wondering if you're new to the show, first, thank you. Really, I'm grateful that you chose to tune into us today. Um, I work uh, as a as an economics professor and dean of the School of Public Affairs here at Saint Cloud State. That's why I'm talking to you from the campus. Um, and and every every first. Uh, every first Saturday after the first Friday of the month, we do the jobs report, and we work break it down in in pretty copious detail. Now, this one we'll probably spend less time on than usual, not just because I'm only here an hour today, but it also because it was pretty much just what everybody expected. Okay, it came in at two uh, payroll numbers came in at two hundred sixty three thousand, which was. Only eight thousand off what the market expectation was. I saw some numbers. Goldman was in around two ten or two oh eight. The ADP number projected private payrolls at two oh eight, and, and ADP has never been my favorite uh, my favorite tool to measure with. But they've just recently revamped their entire methodology um, using uh, using some researchers at Stanford University and. Um, you know, frankly, if you say 210 and it comes in at 263, or, or, or in their case, because they're doing private, private payrolls were up 288,000 rather than 263. The difference, of course, being government's, government, which was down. I'll, I'll only make this point very briefly. There was a fair amount of discussion in economic Twitter and financial Twitter about the fact that uh, – the seasonal adjustments in these data for September always make the number a little bit soft. 
meaning you can forecast to that. Um, but particularly, it looks like uh, local government educational employment came in weaker than expected. It actually fell in the. It actually fell. Let me go. Let me go grab that number just quickly for a second for you. That is right here. Um, there we go. Um, now I'll go pull down to that. That's all the way down at the bottom of my list. Uh, local government education was my, was down 21,700 workers on a seasonally adjusted basis. There's about seven seven and three quarters million teachers or, or local government education. That's teachers and all of the administrators and, and staff that work in, in local schools. That number was off 21,700. State government education, which is basically colleges and universities like mine, we're off 7,100 7, workers for the month of September. It's normally, But again, it's normally a month where we're ramping up and adding workers. That's a normal seasonal effect. So how much of that is seasonal uh, change in the seasonal adjustment? How much of that is actually smaller, uh, a smaller uh, labor force in, uh, in education, both uh, uh, elementary, secondary, and, and tertiary? education um don't know um but uh those numbers those numbers uh, detracted from the total number uh th- th- that sector subtracted from the total number otherwise local government was up 11,000 if you leave education out state government was down 8.6 thousand um the uh federal employment was up 2,000 workers with a loss of nine the uh, uh, loss of 900 workers in the postal service, uh, counteracting every counteracting otherwise a small increase uh, in in federal government employment. So back to the private sector, which is where I know you folks want me to spend my time. 288,000 workers added. That number is pretty. That number is pretty darn good. Um. In terms of thinking about what the Fed is looking for and so forth, here's something that I that that you want to pay attention to is in this report you get the first look at what happened in wages. I don't find the wage data to be always all that accurate in this report. I think they do a better job counting noses than counting dollars because frankly BLS is more about counting noses, the number of people that number of people at work rather than the number of people uh, not at work. So if I go back, let me go back to here. Um, Weekly hours stayed the same at 34 and a half. That's a good number. Hourly earnings was up 10 cents or three tenths of 1%. That is now up 5% per year on a year over year basis. It's been steady for the last six months. It's had, it's been in the fives for six months, but it's been slowly but surely declining. If I just take 3% per month and annualize that out for 12 months, that's a number under 4, about 3.8%. So if I look at average weekly, okay, so if I've got a little more, if I've got a little more in hours, there was just a very small fraction up in hours in number of earnings, then weekly earnings were up 4% month, 4% on, um, on an annualized basis, and that of course, is short of the amount of inflation we've experienced. Wait, real wages, in terms of what workers are receiving, are down relative to 
relative to year-ago levels. You can dig inside and find out what wages are doing uh, in various categories. Leisure and hospitality was up 8 uh, Hourly wage was up 8 tenths month over month, 5.4% year over year. Transportation and warehousing, 7 tenths percent month over month, 6.3% year over year. This is important insofar as if you think about where we've had weakness in the economy. Leisure and hospitality was up 83,000 workers. So of that 288,000, almost a quarter of them came out of leisure and hospitality, which, which doesn't contribute altogether that much. Leisure and hospitality altogether is 15 million workers, 10% of the workforce, but it's contributing 20, over 20% of the gain. The importance of that is that, as I look at that that three-tenths of a percent hourly earnings figure, if I dig down inside, I get the impression that the reason the number was at that three-tenths is because we're just throwing in additional workers at lower wage rates. Leisure and hospitality jobs don't pay that well. Transportation and warehousing jobs don't pay that well. Those are... Those are both areas where I believe I'm, I'm going to have to check myself. So I have to go find, uh, I, I, I have to go, uh, I have to go look this up. Uh, but if I go look at uh, week at hourly, in transportation and warehousing, that number is about twenty eight dollars a, a month, uh, uh, twenty eight dollars an hour. Excuse me, leisure and hospitality at about now twenty dollars an hour. But the overall private sector numbers are at, you know, private sector annual earnings are currently, hourly earnings, excuse me, are $32.46 an hour. So those two sectors pull the full number down. And if that's where a lot of your growth is happening, that's going to mute the increase in wages on a month-over-month basis. In contrast, let me, let me, I will point out, education health services was down one-tenth of one cent, um, was down one cent. Uh, uh, financial activities was up. Was up. I'm doing math quickly in my head. Always dangerous. Forty one cents, almost a full percent. Uh, Thirty one cent increase in, in hourly pay in the inform, in, in the information sector in manufacturing up a dime, about three percent. So that number wasn't so bad. Construction up sixteen cents, about half a percent. Okay, again. Those numbers are indicating a pretty significant increase, in my mind, for you know within each category, and it's a it's a it's a mix it's a change in the mix. I think that this this market is actually greater, and one of the things we'll have to talk about is the fact that what does this do in terms of the Fed's calculations? I think the Fed's calculations don't change the slightest bit from this report. If anything, what happened in markets this week was further confirmation for them that the idea that the Fed would start to pivot away from the 75 point basis, 75 basis point increase. I think those dreams, um, I think those dreams are being dashed with every report that comes out. Of course, next week we've got the CPI report. That's going to be huge. So we'll have inflation Saturday next week, just like we're having job Saturday this week. We'll be right back with more of job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440.
Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. If you were lied to in buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment, or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-687-7979. 800-687-7979. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-506-5803. 800-506-5803. Don't wait. Call now. 800-506-5803. 800-506-5803. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox. The devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Brighten someone's day with the free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Oh, this is pretty good walk-up music. I'd be all right with this. Yeah. Of course, hearing it played by the organist Nancy at the old Comiskey Park would have been even better. But uh, probably just not going to happen in my lifetime. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, then you're not a baseball fan. Uh, 
Daniel and I had a nice visit about the twins uh, in the green room, but uh, uh, I got to tell you, if you like baseball, what a fun weekend. Three game series, four of them going on. What a way to uh, what a way to put uh, the playoffs back on the map. Um, I'm loving it. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. This hour, uh, doing job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. Um, let me flip over to the household survey just for a minute because it it it's important to think about what it is that the Fed is. You know, it, we're talking about the Federal Reserve, and I've had a nice chat chat with uh, uh, Robert on uh, Twitter this morning, who thinks we should be going even faster in raising rates. The whole market's been waiting for waiting instead for the pivot, uh, whatever the heck that's supposed to mean. Uh, but uh, we're not. I I see no evidence that there's a pivot here. Let me explain what I mean by that. Everyone focus on the fact that the the labor force participation rate fell by by one tenth of one percent. It's important to dig into these numbers in some detail. The talk I'm doing, uh, why I'm missing the second hour, is in fact about labor force participation, labor supply, and so forth. I'm not going to give not going to give you an abbreviated version of this talk, but just to talk through what it is in this in these data that's important to um, that uh, important to uh, look at is that I want to dig in to see labor force participation or just the size of the labor force itself. So let me just read you. I think this is the right chart. Yep. Um, Read you the size of the labor force, right? In July, it read at 163,960. 163,960. That's 163,960,000. In August, it jumped up this huge amount, okay? It jumped to 746. 164746. So that means that in August we added 786,000 workers to the workforce. So the so you'll remember last month the unemployment rate went up 2 tenths of a percent. Right? From 3.5 to 3.7. What happened this time? Well, the labor force labor force fell by 57,000. So up by 786 and then down by 57. So over two months, doing these numbers quickly in my head, that's still a gain of 729,000 workers. So we held most of the gain there. I thought it should have been expected. I thought it should have been expected that there would be this this slight decline in labor force participation just because the other number was so high and and there wasn't much in the way of a revision um uh much much revision so that number hasn't hasn't fallen by very much uh at all we gained 204,000 people employed in the household survey versus the 263 in the in the payroll survey so those numbers are consistent with each other the number of people unemployed fell by 261,000. There's only 5.7 million people unemployed. I know every one of them is probably feeling like, what do you mean only? I gotcha. Okay. And But people saying, well, not in the labor force, increased by 229,000. Uh, 229, yeah, 
I I understand that. I understand that the number of people not in the labor force increased by 229,000, but let's remember that it fell by more than 600,000 in the previous in the previous month. So, yeah, we expected some no- number of them perhaps to come go back out instead. By the way, this isn't Hurricane Ian, it has nothing to do with that. All of the sur- all of the survey work done for the household survey was done before Hurricane Ian. So it matters not a bit to that. If there's some impact, it might show up in the October data, but the October data is going to be collected in this coming week. I don't really think that that's a that that's that's that big an issue. Um, so, in short, um, I just in short, I'm going to just talk about the number of people leaving jobs in terms of the unemployed rose again to 15.9. So here's the last here's the last five numbers of the percentage of people unemployed who left their jobs. 12.8% in May, 14% in June, 14.8% in July, 15 to 15.2% in August, and now 15.9%. Um so yeah, you know what? You know what, Daniel? I I, I am going to take this call because I want to, I want to use this as a as a jumping off point to talk with John on line one uh, to talk about that particular question. John, good morning. Welcome to the King Banyan Show. Yeah, good morning. Um, I wanted to ask you. Um, I was listening to another Twin Cities radio station this week, and you were the lead local news story when they quoted you to the effect that either we are in a recession now or we're going to be in one, you said it would last about eight or nine months. I wanted to ask if you could comment on that. And I also am wondering, typically I thought recessions involved um, people being laid off from work instead of having the level of employment that we're currently having. I wondered if you could comment on those things. I agree. I agree. I agree, John. John, uh, um, you know, thank you for the call. If you don't mind, I'm going to because my answer is going to take a few minutes. I I probably don't want to hang you on the phone for that long. But uh, so let me just let me just give you my comment. Let, let me give you the comments on this. Yes, I was on I was on a radio program, uh, a radio program at a local station here this week. And apparently, apparently Minnesota News, Net, I think it was Minnesota News Network, picked it up and replayed some of it. Um, uh, replayed some of it on stations around the state because all of a sudden my, all of a sudden my, I have a Google thing, that, uh, a Google alert that watches for you know people who refer to me. This is back from my politics days, and all of a sudden I'm getting messages. Hey, you got you're you're on this news piece and that news piece. Um, so here's what I said, John, uh, and it's, and it's why I wanted to read first the those numbers. It is rem- it is remarkable that you have a you have these unemployment numbers showing a rising number of people who are unemployed who come f- who are unemployed because they left their jobs. Now it's different in different sectors. One of the things I'm talking about a little bit later today is that a little bit later this morning is that. A lot of these levers are coming from low-paying jobs. They're coming out of transportation and warehousing, that transportation warehousing sector and that leisure and hospitality sector that we just talked about, the fact that those, job, those jobs are increasing wages at a greater than 5% rate. 
they're leaving their workforce. But there was a good piece in the Wall Street Journal that indicated that office workers, professional and business services workers, were not leaving their jobs very fast. So that they, so that maybe it's a a, a bit of a of a white collar attitude that a recession is coming, and not so much not and, and whereas. In uh, manufacturing, in construction, in, in warehousing, in Legion hospitality, it's still go, 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 and the recession is not reaching them. Um, that's, certainly tr- that's certainly true. But if I look at the wrong chart, um, if I look at the number of, of industries that rose, infl- rose employment in the last month, two months ago, that was at 70%. That's now at 62%. So the base on which... The expansion is continuing, is still out there. It's still greater than one. It's still greater than half, but it's shrinking. That base on which we're, we're expanding employment is, in fact, shrinking and has now for, for a couple months. So that's one thing that's caught in my head. In the manufacturing sector, that was at 60%. It's now at 56%. It's a little bit less there, reasonably so, but I'm looking for, looking for a tip to happen there. I am forecasting this largely on the basis of construction can't, for me, continue to expand when mortgage rates are going to 7%. Indeed, in my local market here in central Minnesota, mortgage rates have already reached 7%. I don't think people are prepared to buy houses at that rate. Many of us refinance our mortgages in the threes. If you were really lucky and did it right at the exact right moment, you might have found something in the high twos. Uh, if you had you had pristine credit, uh, that was possible. But no one's buying houses with, with a seven percent mortgage. I mean, it's not just a matter of the fact that the prices are are higher or not high. People just look at that and say, "I'm not paying seven percent interest." They're just not they're not comfortable with that, and it's going to take some time for them to get comfortable that that is the new norm. And then eventually, like, yeah, okay, I'll pay it. I think that's one thing that's happening. In, in that area. And the other thing, John, and why I, I you notice I've taken three minutes to answer this. The other thing that I see being very, very important in this conversation is what is happening in Europe right now, right? Germany, I believe, is already in a recession, and I think has been for a few months. Um, I, the UK is clearly tipping into a crisis, perhaps in, per, you know, we You've heard me talk about what, what the trust government has been doing and, I'm, and, and the mini-budget and all that. I set that to a side. We, we actually, if you listen in the next hour to the replay, John Phelan and I talked about that in the first segment of, of the hour that you're going to hear replayed uh, at 10 o'clock this morning. Um, but I don't think the U.S. economy can survive going into recession when so many of our trading partners are. And don't discount what's happening in china they just had their party congress they had they had some party congress they've got and and people are coming back and guess what you're starting to see these covid shutdowns again happening there i i i think china's in more is in more trouble than people let on um uh, there's been no little news from there this past week because basically the economy, the entire country kind of shuts down for the party Congress. Uh, but I expect in the next week you're going to see more news, and I expect that news to include uh, COVID restrictions that may damage uh, their economy in the fourth quarter. Um, 
all of that I think is is going to be there, and that's why I think we're going to be in a recession. But it's really going to be kind of the what I think of as the garden variety recession, the kinds of recession we had in two thousand two thousand one, the kind of recession we had in the kind of recessions we had back in the fifties and sixties, uh, is more what this one will look like than 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 another one. I'll tell you what, but we need to take a break. When we come back, I got to play a couple clips for you. Larry Summers was on telling the Fed not to bail out. Uh, Steve Leisman with a really interesting comment about this jobs report that I want to share with you. Uh, picked up on something that I thought was was very interesting. And the newest member of the Federal Reserve uh, gave her first speech. And we're going to play her last minute of the speech to tell you what this new vote's going to be like. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. What drives your retirement investment decisions? The news of the day? Your emotions? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing how to navigate the emotional roller coaster of today's news cycle. Alan Mike will share with you seven principles of long term investing, a set of guidelines to set yourself up for success in all your investing endeavors. Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440, or call them right now at 855 231 6010. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country and your old car can really help them so call the veterans car donation program right now for free pickup of your vehicle help the vets and help your taxes at the same time call right now 800-884-9018 800-884-9018 that's 800-884-9018 Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. 
sightseeing in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Thank you. I get cor- I I get corrections over Twitter in real time. Uh, longtime listener Canoe who uh, tweets at Canoe often reminds me that the, the Party Congress for China doesn't start till the sixteenth. I think they're in hiding uh, right now. Uh, I think they're preparing. There are lots of meetings that happen, so it might be another week or two before we even hear anything out of China. I so maybe 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 I'm off a week or two in terms of when we're going to hear something. But I just know that I have not received much in the way of... I've not received much in the way of news from China, I've noticed, in the last four or five days. And my guess is everyone's kind of in that laying low uh, part of their... Uh, part of their... Uh, uh, they're laying low and making preparations for things. Look, one thing that I... I my habit um, on job... On, when the jobs report comes out is to get a reminder at 729 to turn on CNBC. And I always do. I, I do that because they actually have a wider array of people talking and I'm almost always going to get one quote that I'm going to one piece in that 10 minutes that I'm going to go, that's what's going on KBRS tomorrow. Um, this time it wasn't one of the guests. It was Steve Leisman, who we've we've used before. He he of course is a is a host on Squawk Box. He is a reporter for CNBC, and he's basically their their number one. He's the person they send to the FOMC press conferences, who almost always gets a question asked of uh, of uh, a chair of the chairperson, be it Yellen Powell. I think he was doing this with 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 Bernanke too. Uh, anyway, he made this very interesting point. Let me set this up for you. So they had had gone around the panel and the last person to say something said, look, you know, we want to, you know, we think the Fed needs to take it a little careful now because there are areas where we, you know, where we're not seeing a whole lot of, where we still have pockets of unemployment. There are still, you know, and particularly the impact on communities of color. And, and, and so Leesman, unusually in my mind, because I know the order they normally do things, and they still had a guest that they hadn't talked to. Leesman ra- basically raises his hand to signal to Becky that he wants to say something. And this is what he says. Cut number one. The black unemployment rate uh, declined uh, as well, and, and we're at or near one of the lowest, not the lowest, but one of the lowest differentials between black and white unemployment, which is really interesting, which raises the question. I, I think the point that was made is right. Um, uh, uh, people of color tend to be, for, you know, uh, what, what was said before, which they're the last in, first out. Um, it is very hard. Again, I've been waiting to say this is a recession. But and it could have started any month. I don't think it started in the first quarter because those numbers on, on consumer and business spending were too high. 
you flatlined a bit in the second quarter, so I could have said the recession started then. I'm just having a hard time saying this recession has begun with numbers like this. And again, getting at things like the, the, the black unemployment rate, those are things that starts to start to spike. Not this time. There still seems to be pretty strong demand out there. So when he says demand, he's talking about labor demand. And one of the problems that I see happening in, 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 in the way we think about the economy is that we treat, we treat all of labor as if it's one lump. There are many, many, many markets for labor. There's a market for day laborers in construction that is very different from the market the market for restaurant workers, which is very different from the market for for um, people to do uh, to do credit analysis at a bank, which is very different from having people who who do coding and so forth and so on. Okay, all of that is is different, and I think the market right now is oversensitive to the place where there has been some weakness, which I think, again, I point out, is the professional and business services sector. If I go back and look at the employment in that area, professional and business services, I'm rolling up my screen right now, uh, it was up 46,000 workers, but legal services down five, advertising and related services down five, business support services down 11. What's interesting is in the professional and business services category, is temporary help services, they're 27,000 of the 46,000. So they get counted as professional and business services. But really, how many, how many people who get employed by temporary help services are actually working in an office versus perhaps being put out to a manufacturer or to a construction site? It's, that employment in that sector is actually fairly weak. And I think that that pause is what's happening there. And indeed, uh, some of the analysis that I've been looking at, it, the JOLTS data came out this week. And you can dig in JOLTS data and find out where the, where the openings and the levers are, by uh, job levers and job, job hires by industrial sector. They're much greater in leisure and hospitality than they are in professional business services. The amount of people quitting jobs in, in the professional and business services sector is about half what it is in leisure and hospitality. Now, it's normally bigger anyway. Those jobs just turn over faster in leisure and hospitality, but that has widened quite a bit over this time. So I think there are two different markets out there, at least two different markets. There are many markets, but two, one, you know, when Leesman points to what's happening with with employment in communities in communities of color and workers of color, what they what he is in fact pointing out is the fact that in the sectors where they work, I think what he's saying is in the sectors where they're working, those jobs are still going. What's happening in this other sector, what's happening in businesses and offices and so forth, is one very different. One, it's very different, and two, and I think this is the most important point. I think it's the one that where the disruption of COVID is still going on and is much greater than the disruptions we've had from than the disruptions that are happening in in restaurants. Face it, you've been to a restaurant this week. I have. Do the restaurants look any different than they did pre-COVID anymore? 
Not particularly. But if you work in, but I also went to uh, a meeting the other night. I went to a I went to a, 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 a folk music concert last night. There are still people wearing masks. There are still people distancing. There are still a lot of people who are who are working from home. There was a piece in Axios this week. The latest census data showing showing in Minnesota, one of five workers were were said to be doing remote work. I think I think it was including even one day a week. So anybody on a hybrid schedule was in that that one in five. None of them work in the manufacturing sector. I'm just telling you, unless they're unless they're the finance officer or the human relations officer. Okay, none of them are, you know, in, in construction. Tell me how you do remote work in construction. Hmm, probably not. Maybe that maybe the general contractor uh, zooms in for a call to with the, with the subs who are on site. That rather than driving over, maybe. But I think you know if you think about where's the disruption in the way in which we do business. I think. I think we're focused way too much on leisure and hospitality, which I think was a temporary switch and is coming back. But if you look at uh, TSA turnstile numbers and you ask who's not going through that 10% that we're still down vis-a-vis 2019, do we think that's uh, that's uh, families taking trips to Disneyland? Or do we think that's the business person who's decided they can zoom into that meeting rather than showing up in person? Will it stay that way forever? Don't know. Think back to 9-11. Did business travel stop after 9-11? Yeah, for a while. Who made the biggest gains? Seemed to be those who first decided, okay, yeah, it's a, it's a pain in the butt to take my shoes off and go through, go through the uh, metal detector, but I'm not going to make a sale unless I show up, so I'm just going to show up. All right. We'll be back with a couple more last comments after this for this hour of the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Have you noticed homes for sale in your neighborhood staying on the market longer? Even with price drops, the homes still sit. That's because the market has taken a turn for the worse, and the Fed's kept raising rates. 
You've seen this movie before, and unfortunately, the next step could be a decrease in home values. Do you still have equity in your home? If so, and you're thinking of taking cash out of your home's equity, do it now. Get the cash you need now. Call Cash Call Mortgage today and get your cash out refi done fast. You can start your application online at cashcallmortgage.com or call now. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 4131083. Not licensed in all states, including New York. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more, the intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, The Biz 1440. I started this hour by telling you that the jobs report was, in some ways, not super newsworthy because it pretty much came in where everybody expected. I think the 3.5% unemployment rate raised eyebrows. I don't think that was particularly well expected, but I thought it should have been um, since the rise to 3.7% was almost entirely due to a sudden surge in the number of people um, back in the labor force, a 786,000 person gain in the previous month. You had to expect some kind of pause to that. Um, and indeed, we got that. We got 57, we got uh, 57,000 people less in the labor force, as some of them may have dipped their toe in and then came right back out uh, a little bit later. Uh, but, uh, and I think uh, that was confirmed last night on Bloomberg uh, Wall Street Week, uh, their their weekly chat with uh, Larry Summers. Uh, he was on and said and said pretty much this. This was just a, a minute of his conversation last night. Cut number two, please. I think these numbers were about what we expected, and the sensible judgment was that we've got an inflation problem. Core inflation figures look artificially good. They're better than median inflation. And yet core inflation ran at a 7% rate last month. And that was more than for the quarter. And the quarter was more than for the half year. And the half year was more than for the whole year. So we're not in a controlled place with respect uh, to inflation. And there wasn't really anything in this report to suggest that we were coming into uh, a controlled place. Uh, the monthly wage number was relatively favorable. 
but it was pretty clearly distorted by the fact that you had a lot more workers coming in in leisure and hospitality, and those are low-wage workers. The workers where wages are most flexible are going up more rapidly. And that's, a, that's exactly the point we made a, a couple segments ago, that, that I think the wage numbers are indeed a little bit soft. But it's also the, it's also the case that that might be the area where we're seeing some disruption, some tightening of labor markets, of some of the labor markets that are out there. Um, and I don't think we should drive the entirety of monetary policy based on, based on what's happening to uh, the, the cost of uh, that steak dinner at your local restaurant. But, um, but those wages are going up faster. The wages for, your, the, wages for the people that uh, pick, pick, pack, and ship and deliver your, uh, your Amazon order uh, are going up fairly rapidly. Uh, and... I, and I think uh, I think that's kind of what people are are, are reacting to. Lisa Cook uh, was at one point thought to become the head of the Council of Economic Advisors. Um, she is now a, a governor of the Federal Reserve. She'll be voting. Uh, she'll she's a voting member now. And this is I think I'm pretty think I'm right to say this is the first speech she's given, and she's kind of singing Larry's summer song. This was to uh, the Peterson Institute for International Economics in D.C. Uh, she gave remarks, and then and then there was a panel discussion afterwards. But in her prepared remarks, this was the last two, three paragraphs of her remarks. Let's play this cut number three. When I first joined the FOMC, our policy rate was still below one percent. In the three meetings since, we have moved expeditiously by raising rates seventy-five basis points at every meeting. As we move forward in these uncertain times, policies should remain focused on restoring price stability, which will also set the foundation for a sustainably strong labor market. With inflation running well above our 2% goal, restoring price stability likely will require ongoing rate hikes and then keeping policy restrictive for some time until we are confident that inflation is firmly on the path toward our 2% goal. At this point, as we continue to tighten monetary policy, it will become appropriate to slow the pace of increases. While we assess the effects of our cumulative tightening on the economy and inflation. In any case, the path of policy should depend on how quickly we make progress toward our inflation goal. In sum, inflation is too high, it must come down, and we will keep at it until the job is done. That was her last sentence of that speech and then sat down and answered questions. Um, Lisa Cook is, is an economist, but most of her time, um, I believe, at Michigan State. I'm, trying, I'm doing this from memory. This is dangerous because I already messed up one thing this morning. Um, but... Um, at Michigan State, and not really known as a person who studies the who was a, a study a student of Federal Reserve policy, but and and what I've observed is particularly when you've got new people on that job, what you'll see is that they usually come in and quickly adopt 
the mantle, uh, start to wear the mantle of what the chair is saying, particularly in the go- among the governors. I think she will end up being a fairly reliable vote moving with Powell. I don't think she's going to deviate from him very much at all. Um, and and when when she speaks, my assumption is she's speaking with full with the full knowledge and backing of the rest of the governors. Um, the the expectation for uh, the interest rates uh, at the November second meeting, which will happen before the next jobs report, are now eighty one percent chance of a seventy five basis point increase in a nineteen percent chance of a fifty basis point increase. One of our one of my interlocutors on Twitter has wondered why wouldn't they go a hundred now? I have a very simple answer: the markets hate surprises, and and given the number of the number of liquidity crises that the Fed has had to put out over the last ten years, I'm and and, and sort of taper tantrums and so forth. I think they're quite allergic to that sort of thing and are not willing to tolerate the kind of shock. And certainly. What happened to the U.K. after the mini-budget was announced is going to focus their minds on not having that happen either. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's full speed ahead. But the thing that's really going to matter is going to be that inflation report. Uh, CPI and PPI both get announced in the next week. We're going to want to read those very carefully. And then that will probably be the last piece of information you have, and the Fed will spend all of the following week and a week and a half telling you what's coming next and you'll get all that right here on the king banyan show on the biz 1440 uh we'll be back uh, in a few moments education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children to get half off it's a no-brainer hi i'm jeff hi i'm trish his better half and we're from oakdale we wanted a strong christian school with conservative values the half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions, and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. 
Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed. And I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service. And he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. Can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day of last year, I was on the freeway driving home. And all of a sudden, a red light came on. And the right front tire was low. And the next day, I called. And Justin answered. He said, let me take a look at it and go in the waiting room. And, and I'll get back to you. They found that there was a huge nail in the tire. And so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home. Infragrove Hyundai was very welcoming. Service was excellent. Infragrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at Infragrove Hyundai. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.